You're listening to Divorce Literacy with the Divorce Lending Association, a divorce podcast where we dig deep into issues of divorce that center around the marital home, other real property, and divorce mortgage planning, helping divorcing homeowners and their divorce team make more informed decisions regarding home equity solutions during and after divorce. Hi. I'm Carrie Goldring, and I'm with the Divorce Lending Association, and I am a certified divorce financial planner. And I would like to interview and introduce Rebecca Tuman, who is a family law attorney and also specializes in estate planning. Hi, Rebecca. Hi, Carrie. Thanks so much. I am Rebecca Tuman. As you mentioned, I'm at Innovative Law Services out of Novi, Michigan. And I enjoy working with Carrie in all aspects with family law and estate planning. Wonderful. And can you can you tell us a little bit about estate planning? I know it seems to come up after divorce. So a lot of times it seems like it's an afterthought. And a lot of people I talk to are like, oh, I know it's something that I have to do, but I don't want to do any. They want to just get back to life. But obviously, God forbid something happens, it's really, really important that they do this. So can you kind of explain what it is and why there should be an urgency to it? Yes. Actually, it's a very interesting conversation to have as far as when you first consider filing for divorce, because if you currently have an estate plan in place, then you might have authorization with a soon-to-be former spouse that has authorization to make medical decisions to make banking decisions, to sell your property, to manage trust. So one of the first questions I have when I interview clients with family law is if they have any current documents in place for estate planning that may need to be revoked. Um, There could be a restriction in place if there is already a court order in place to leave everything um, under a status quo. Um, But if they haven't started the divorce process yet, then we may need to consider revoking some of those documents. And there is a law in place that also says if you are going through a divorce, if there's an action that's been filed, then they would not be able to make medical decisions for you so that your, your patient advocate form would be revoked. And then once your divorce is final, then it's really important, especially if you have minor children, to make sure that you have an estate plan in place. So for example, if you did have minor children and something happened to a parent, then your former spouse would be in charge of assets to manage them for your minor child, if they're the guardian or if they become the conservator, if your child inherits uh, through the probate court. So if you were to set up a trust in place, then you could pick who you would want to advocate for your children's needs and to make sure that their 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 needs are met with your assets if something were to happen to that parent. Do you also get to pick if, so let's say you share visiting rights, you know, or custody, I guess is probably a better word with your ex-spouse and God forbid something happens to you and your trust, can you say during your parenting time, I want the kids to be with my sister or parent or something like that? So if a parent's in a coma, so I usually typically use coma or if somebody's passed away, I usually like to put them on a deserted island. They went on a three-hour tour. They're just missing. Um, So if they're in a coma, if that parent has parenting time, um, then it is possible to reach an arrangement with the other parent that the family members would have parenting time. Um, there's also grandparent rights for family members to have parenting time. And I've, we've actually negotiated 
um, for parents that want to make sure certain family members have parenting time as a caregiver um, to help during a certain parent's time. So you can delegate authority for up to six months as well if you need um, help managing during your parenting time. It's tricky. There's so <laughs> there's so many angles, right? <laughs> right, exactly. And it's interesting for parents, the last parent standing or surviving actually gets to pick who would be the guardian for the children if the other parents' rights, of course, are still in place and haven't been terminated. So the even though both parents have estate planning documents, the last person to pass would get to delegate who should be the guardian, not necessarily the conservator that manages the funds for a child, but there are forms that you could fill out to become a guardian without actually having to go to probate court. Wow. As far as creating a will. Yeah. Wow. And then, so do you suggest someone talk to an estate planning attorney prior to filing for divorce? Because that might give them an option to make some changes ahead of time. Yes. So I would say even if divorce isn't is not in the picture, everyone should have an estate plan. Anyone 18 or older should at least have a patient advocate form. So if you are in a coma, you need someone to advocate on your behalf, make sure the insurance's needs are being met, make sure that you're able to get forms signed by your advocate. If someone doesn't have a patient advocate, the only way for that person to have someone with authority to talk with doctors and manage care would be to go to court and become a guardian. So it's really important for everyone, divorce or not, to have at least a patient advocate form. A power of attorney would be for financials and then having a will in place and considering if a trust is, is best for the family as well. That makes sense. That makes mm -hmm. sense. Um, anything else that you can think of that we should add? to what people should know about estate planning and how it pertains to divorce? Well, trusts are very helpful as far as if there's a joint ownership of a house or if there's a need for income over a set time period, then trusts are a really good tool. And a trust is just a contract. So you could write out the terms of the arrangement of how assets would be managed for someone and it could generate income from assets that are held by the trust that could be paid out over time to help qualify for a mortgage. Um, or it could be that a trust is in place to help manage assets if a parent's in a coma or managing assets for family members that are minors or until a certain age until funds should be paid out. Um, and, it, and it's important to protect your assets. So um, as I mentioned before, if, if something were to happen to a parent, typically the children would inherit. So you want to make sure that the other parent has the skill set to manage the assets or to designate family members to help manage assets for children. Um, that may be tied with a former spouse. Thank you. And if someone wants to get a hold of you, what is what is the best way for someone to do that? Um, if they were to go right to my website, there's a contact information there. They actually can text our office number to schedule an appointment um, or give us a phone call. And my assistant, Jen, would schedule a, a consultation at no charge for 30 minutes. And what's the website? It's innovativelawservices.com. All right. Well, thank you for your time, Rebecca. I so appreciate it. Sure. My pleasure. Thanks for listening to Divorce Literacy. Discover more strategies and solutions on divorce mortgage planning at divorcelendingassociation.com.